Hey guys, welcome back to Clear Talk. On this episode, I'm gonna go into the number one thing ruining your business and how you can fix it, how to create an inspiring environment for your people as a leader, and lastly, if you're a single parent, what do you gotta start doing to become an entrepreneur? Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Clear Talk. I'm your host, Armin Shafi, and... Uh, this is the number one show for entrepreneurs who need clarity and you guys ask your questions about your business, about your life and how you can develop yourself as an entrepreneur and I'm here to help you out, give you some perspective on how you can grow and achieve your goals in your business. So welcome to Clear Talk, I'm Armin, I'm excited to be here again. We're on episode 16, do you know what that means? Four months, right? Four months. Four months we've been here, what's up Instagram, what's going on? Facebook, what's going on? YouTube, what's up? Look, if I, as I have you right now, on the Clear Talk Show, I want to ask you to do two things. Number one, if you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you want content on how to be able to become successful in your business as an entrepreneur, master the mind, master the emotions, and learn how to do marketing, sales, all the, all the above with your business and growing it and having a healthy work-life balance, whatever you guys call it, then you should subscribe to this channel because this is exactly the kind of content I'm going to put out for you to help you achieve your goals. If you're on Facebook right now, in Instagram, well, Instagram, you can't share anything. Instagram has to upgrade their futures, man. You guys can't do anything to help out. But on um, Facebook, <laughs> if you're watching this right now, I want you to do a quick share challenge. Share challenge right now. Click the share button so that we can get as many people on as possible. So I love answering live questions as well. So go ahead and click that share challenge button. Click the share. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about it. Maybe on the next episode, I'll choose our lucky winner out of everyone who shares the video um, the show so that I can give out like an award or, or a prize. We'll work on that with the team on like what would be really cool, like a juicy reward to give to people that, uh, that, that, that share the video. That'd be cool. So if you're on Facebook, share the video. If you're on Instagram, I guess, I don't know, send it to someone, tell someone in your family or friends to, to get on the show. Cause this is every Monday at one, uh, sorry, 12 PM Eastern time. Uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, we go live and then we film the show. And by Wednesday, the, right after that Monday, we upload it onto YouTube. You guys get the cool recorded edited version. So if you want to join me live on the show, you can always, always, always come at 12 p.m. Eastern time every week on Monday and, uh, and join me live on my Facebook or my Instagram, which is just Armin Chaffee. Our Instagram is the Armin Chaffee. Um, and lastly, lastly, while we're here right now, if you have questions you want answered on the show, all you need to do is go to askarmin.com. And if you go to askarmin.com, you just simply put in your name, your email, so that we know we can shout you out and uh, the city you're from too, so I can shout out from where you're from. Um, and then you post a question and submit, and we'll answer it live on the show as we bring your name up on the screen and then I call you out. And so hopefully people will go check you out. And, you know, we're just trying to share the love and help everyone out. So what's up to everyone on Instagram right here? Uh, we got a lot of people. You already know I'm not going to actually try to pronounce your names because um, Instagram names aren't uh, – <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you, you already know, guys. But Stan says Instagram has a question function now, so that's something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You are right. Jay, let's check that out. There's uh, – there's, yeah, look at this. You can ask questions on Instagram. That's awesome. Stan, good good looking out, man. If, if you know how to use that – yeah, check it out. Yeah, so if you guys have questions on Instagram, then use that question thing that I see there now. So whatever that is. On Facebook, if you just comment your questions, I will answer them if I get to them because we have questions in advance from everyone else who asks questions. And what's up to everyone else who's on Facebook as well? Love you guys for being here. Um, yeah, okay, so I'm going to make this public. Boom. Okay, cool. One last thing. Guys, I'm excited. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. All right. So how this works is simple. Um we ask some questions here and I give some perspective and usually how it goes is I go on uh, maybe a little bit of rants here and there on <laughs> on subjects that are important to me and, and I think that people need to understand it for them to have like peace of mind in their life. Um, so yeah, so that's how that works. Upton, do me a favor. Um, I'm trying to edit the bio, the part that I'm supposed to do in the Facebook Live, but I just, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's not letting me. So fix that for me, please. Okay, cool. So, okay. Jay, hey. you have questions ready. I do. By the way, big ups. I keep giving shout outs to Upton because every time, every week we get new stuff. They got some real cool stuff. <laughs> Let me give, paint you a picture. They, they, they got, 
look at this. They got signs for me so I can remember to do stuff, right? Like this is whatever. You got to remember stuff, right? So there's big signs. One of them says askarmin.com, so I remember to ask you guys to ask questions. The other one says share challenge, so I remember remember to say you should share the video. Subscribe to YouTube is the other one. And then the last piece of paper says fire with a smiley face on it. Now I walked in, I'm like, Jay, what is that one? She goes, oh, that's just for me to let you know that you're on fire. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's great. That's just for me. To, she's like, whenever I point to this, that means you're on fire. I'm like, <laughs> okay, good. We we need that piece of paper for sure. We need that sign. Um, anyways, I'm ready to go though with questions. If there's is there any coffee talk? Well, I will say something. I am seeing very gradually in Canada at least, people are just starting to come outside again. It was like the first day of summer yesterday. It's like 20 degrees and it was a beautiful sun. I even burnt a little because I have a convertible. So when I'm driving. Um, I get hit like with like direct sunlight. So I already have a tan just from walking outside um, and driving, which is crazy. But I saw so many people outside yesterday. And I'm thinking like, you know, like quarantine, coronavirus for sure. And then, you know, I feel like over time, people would just kind of like loosen discipline on uh, the whole stay home thing. So let's see how it goes. But it was a beautiful day yesterday um, in Canada. And you know, guys, if you're from Canada, you already know how rare that is. Um, I was laughing because I'm like, it's sunny today. It's so beautiful. Tomorrow it's going to snow. For sure it's going to snow. <laughs> like, like this is a, Canada's bipolar. Um, but yeah, but that's what I'm seeing. Um, nothing else really. Just been focused. Guys, I'm so focused on my business goals. Like I'm so focused on my goals that I, I forget like everything that exists. You know, it's real concentration. Um, so I've been good. Like my, my attitude, my... My experience of life, everything about like, everything just good. You know, in my in my perspective, it's good. Now, bad things are happening. Always bad things are happening. By the way, let me make something clear. Even prior to coronavirus, even prior to pandemic, even prior to economic crash, even prior to all this stuff, there was always bad things happening. You just weren't thinking about it. This is the first time where everyone in the world is thinking about the same bad thing happening. Okay, this is a big one. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not a, I'm a little crazy like this. Even before all this stuff happened, it was in my character to sometimes think like in the middle of like the day, just out of nowhere, like on a normal day, nothing's wrong. I, it was in my, it was in my um, habit to just go like right now, someone's dying somewhere in the world. Like someone, there's someone being killed, murdered, someone's dying in a hospital. There's also someone giving birth, like. There's so many of us. There's like 8 billion of us on this planet. There's always something happening. Every One of everything happening at every moment as you pass by. You just don't think about it. And so with that being said, like guys, you know, always bad things are happening. It's your absolute choice. And it is a choice to focus on, you know, the good side of or the good things in your life and the good things in the world. You know, I always find it interesting. I find videos where there are two sides to like a debating party or a political party or whatever it is. And I always find like one person is focusing on all the true things that are happening in the world that are terrible. And the other person is focusing on all the true things that are happening that are great. And so at every given moment, you really do have a choice on what you want to focus on. Um, and that determines how you become as a person in life. So without further ado, Jay, you guys ready for the questions? Ready, ready. All right. What's the first question? So the first is a kind of layover from last week. So can you expand on how thinking black or white dichotomous helps you and how being in the gray sort of wastes time in, in parentheses while being okay with the possibility of being wrong? And this is from yeah. Norris. Norris. Yeah, 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 Norris from last week. Norris from Instagram. What's up, Norris? Norris asked, asked a good question and we, we couldn't answer it last week. Um, so, so in essence, it's can you explain why I think black and white is better with like the willingness to be wrong? It's actually, Norris, let me give you, let me commend you. It's a really good question. And I think a lot of people are going to get some really good, valuable content right now um, based off, based off this question. Let me, let me, so let me, let me talk about this. Dichotomous, dichotomous. I didn't even know what this meant, by the way. It was, uh, it was a past client of mine that brought it to my attention and, uh, and he brought it in a very nice way. Um, he was just trying to explain to me how I am as a person. And I'm like, oh, I never thought about that, but you're right. I am very black and white. Like, I'm like left or right, right or wrong. And I know that's not like how life is. I know that already. Like life is complicated. It's very complex. It's perplexed. It's several different possibilities. It's not just right or wrong. That is stupid to think of life is like that. Life is not like that. Uh, and the world is not like that. It really isn't, by the way. Um, I think, I think in like 
spiritually, right or wrong, like morals, ethics, down to like the most basics and fundamentals of it. It is like, it's obvious what's right or wrong. It is obvious. I think it is. I, I have faith in people that their own conscience knows that. Um, but beyond that, there is just a amount, like so many amounts of debatable gray area. Now, here's why, Norris, here, let me answer, answer your question. Here's why I believe, like why I believe being black and white for me is better and I'm willing to be wrong and be black and white all the time than to be open to always like trying to debate what is a gray area. I believe the gray area is just a, is a great excuse to linger in, to not make up your mind. That's what I'm like. So here's what I know. I know the first chapter of Thinking Grow Rich and the first principle of success is definiteness of purpose. And the, the emphasis on, is on definiteness, not on purpose, eh? The emphasis is on definiteness, not on purpose. And I used to think it was purpose. Oh, we're pointing at the fire, uh, the fire sign right now. The, I used to think it was purpose that Napoleon was making like uh, the, the emphasis on, which is you need to have purpose. I'm like, no, no, no. He's talking about being definite in purpose, meaning like anything. Like if I want to eat food, I am definite about what I want because the purpose in that moment is eating food. I'm hungry. But if I'm indefinite about what I want to eat, then I'm going to starve. I'm never going to make up my mind. That's a problem. So I learned that definiteness is the first principle of success. Okay. Now, here's why I'm black and white, because I look at it like this. I'd rather be definite and be willing to be wrong or right. Then to allow my mind to drift, drift into gray area where I never make up my mind or I make it okay to procrastinate or push things farther or never like decide on something. And the moment you let your mind go into an indecisive state, you are opening the doors to hell. And I, I mean that like figuratively speaking, you open the doors to like lots of other habits like that. Being indecisive comes with doubtfulness, um, hesitance, lack of like confidence, like lack of faith in ability to take risks because you are indecisive. You can't make up your mind. I don't, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I think this? Should I think that? Should I believe this? Should I believe that? I'd rather just go, you know what? I'm going to be wrong, but here's what I believe. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I want to think. I'm not afraid of making mistakes. It's a big one for entrepreneurs listening. You shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes. In fact, it makes no sense. The only way you get better at something is by making mistakes. The only way you learn is by making mistakes. So making mistakes is a type of decision that benefits you. Ooh. DJ horn? You should, you should, you should. No, we don't do DJ horns anymore. It's not DJ one or three or five. I think we, that was fire right there. That was a fire one. Okay, Lauren, that's, that's a quote. That's a post. We should make a post out of that. Mistakes are a type of decision that benefits you. Because mistake is a decision, right? You made a you made a decision, and then you think it's a mistake, but it's just perceived as a mistake. Really, it's a hidden lesson. And once you discover the lesson, now it benefits you. Meaning the mistake was a great thing. Meaning the decision was a great thing. Meaning the fact that you decided on something and you were wrong was a great thing. Because here's the here's the thing. You ready? It's flowing through me right now. I'm about to say, you ready? Whether you make your decision on what you do or what to believe or what you think, and it's wrong or right, either way it's progress. Oh. Either way it's progress. The only, like the only thing you want to avoid is never making the decision. Not making up your mind. But if you make up your mind and you're wrong or you're right, either way you've moved forward. Right? It's like, look at it like this. If I'm on a crossroads, Okay, see, it's my black and white thinking again. It's my dichotomous thinking, thinking about a crossroad as an example, because there's no other way other than one or two. Anyways, uh, it's funny because my brain's like wired this way. I'm realizing more and more. So check this out. If I'm at a crossroads and I'm like, should I do this or should I do that? Or should I think this or should I think that? Or should I, you know, and I don't know. And I'm like, <gasps> you know, the person that stands are like <gasps> having a seizure, they're not going to get anywhere in life because they just don't know how to move. Okay, they don't know how to move. They don't know how to make up their mind. They don't know how to take a side because to them, they're unclear. We are on clear talk. It's called clear. The reason why it's called clear, you got to make up your mind. Okay, it's called clear talk for a reason. It's not fog talk. It's not maybe talk. It's not fog talk. It's not fog talk. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make that hashtag. It's not a fog talk. Okay? It's not. 
It's not a, you know, maybe talk. You need, you need more fire symbols. You need more fire things so you can point them more than one. You should put a heart symbol one, you know, one of those. Okay, the, the reason why well, I lost train of thought right now. Fog talk, we're going back now. Clear talk, the reason you got to make up your mind. Okay, yeah. So when you get into that, oh my God, I don't know what to do or what to think. I can't, I can't make a decision. You're done. You're finished. Like you need to make up your mind. Now, here's the thing. If I'm at a crossroads and I'm going, it's like left or right, right? Or like your left, my right, whatever. That's, you get my point. Let's say left. Let's say like left, which is your right, is the right thing to do. Let me make this actually more obviously easy to understand. Right is the right way to go and left is the wrong way to go. Let's just say. See, if I make the right decision, I'll go right, whatever, right? But I didn't know. I don't know. So I go down the decision. I go, wow, I made up my mind. I, I was right. Now, let's say and this is where everyone is scared. Like you're watching. This is where you get scared to make a decision. Look at this. Look at this. Let's say I go left and I find out I was wrong. I found out I, was, I made a bad decision. Maybe I made, I made a bad decision to start that business, to leave that relationship or to start that relationship or to say that thing or to make that. Upton, did you gain, you gained some muscle, bro? I'm sorry. I'm just in the middle. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm like, damn, you know, I'm like, why? I'm like looking at the camera. You're right behind. As soon as he started with did this and his arms are like, you know, good job, man. Give me, a props. Give me some props, bro. I've been yeah, seeing you work out at home, it. man. It's good, man. See, the team is progressing, lifting those, whatever. You're probably lifting jars as dumbbells. I'm still lifting CD cases. Anyway, so. Um, okay, good. Uh, so <laughs> let's take the left side, right? Go. It was a wrong decision. I made the wrong belief. Maybe I made the wrong, uh, and I'm giving you guys other examples in life. In business, let's say you made the wrong choice to sell that product, to do that marketing, to make that decision with your branding, your messaging, whatever it is, okay? At least when I walked down that path, I have moved and I progressed. I moved forward. I moved forward. I just moved forward in the wrong direction. Now, here's why that's a good thing. Because as long as I moved forward, I have more data, more information, more experience, more lessons to analyze and make better decisions on now. So the only difference between a successful entrepreneur, whatever the successful definition is, by the way, I don't care if it's money, happiness, time, I don't care what you, whatever definition you give it, whatever that is successful, the only difference between the entrepreneur and the person who's getting what they want out of life, they're happy and they're successful financially, emotionally, spiritually, and the one who isn't is that this person, the successful one, messed up a lot more times. They made more decisions than anybody else. And from that, 10% of them worked out, 90% didn't, and they learned. So the reason I am black and white dichotomous, left, right, two-sided, whatever you want to call it, I don't care, is because I realize the value of just making my mind up and staying clear. The moment I open my mind to being like, no, but, you know, I could do a lot of different things. I could believe a lot of different things. It could go a lot of different ways. And then I go into this, this state right here. This face is like the state of indecision. This thing right here. Well, I go into that. I have literally broken the first principle of success, which is definiteness. Now, by the way, this doesn't mean... Let me make something right. Uh, let me make something clear. Eh? When, when I'm dealing with people like in my family and relationships, may, when I'm even coaching people in reborn experience, like when I'm helping them out, I do not use this thinking with that, with relationships. Oh, this is a good one. This is very important to understand. Uh, what I'm trying to get clear is this. In relationships, I don't do black and white. In fact, when I used to, when I didn't know this, um, I would ruin my relationships because I would try to be like, you have to be right or wrong. This is, I'm talking about business and personal management. I'm not talking about relationships. Let me make that very clear. So in a relationship, like with your family, with someone you love, or with, uh, you know, um, I would argue actually with empl like employees or team members, it, that is important, black and white. Like we got to be staying focused. But with like personal relationships, um, I don't do this black and white thinking. I, it comes in every now and then. It's hard, like it's a habit. But I'm way more like open to hearing everybody's sides. Because in relationships, guys, everybody has a side. And everyone thinks they're right. No one thinks they're wrong ever. That's the problem. This, the egos never want to admit that they're wrong. So I'm like, even in that sense, by the way, I still use a principle of black and white thinking, which is like, I'm always willing to just be wrong. I'm willing. It's not like I always do. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I'll argue and I want to be right because I think I'm right. You know, obviously just same way the other person thinks they're right. But I'm willing to be wrong 
because if that's going to bring us closer because they feel better, then I'm good with that. See, I'm okay with that. There's like a middle ground where I'm like, I know I'm right, but I don't need to make them feel wrong. I know I'm right, but I don't need to make them feel wrong. That's a very big, like huge, healthy lesson to learn in relationships. I know I'm right, but I don't have to make them feel wrong. So I won't, I'll let them feel, make them feel right. It's kind of like agreeing to disagreeing without the public, like telling them you disagree. So it may, they feel like you agree, but you know, you're right, but it's okay. It's a very, um, it's a very mature way of going about it. Point is, that's a whole nother conversation about relationships. My point is black and white, the way I'm speaking, I'm talking specifically about um, your personal management with your thinking and decisions in your business, because you can't, can't be doing this whole, you know, everyone has to win thing. Like, and everyone can win, by the way, everyone can win. So anyways, that's the reason, Norris, good question. That's the reason why I'm black and white and why I'm willing to be wrong because I know I'm lear I'll learn from it. And I'm humble enough to not care. Like, I I'm not, I don't care what people think. So if I'm wrong and they're, they're like, oh, see, you were wrong. I'm like, yeah, I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> next, like, what's the next story? You know, <laughs> like, who cares? You know, everyone's wrong all the time and they're also right. Who cares? So that, hope that answers your question. Thanks for asking the question, Norris, on Instagram. Um, we put your Instagram handle on the, on the page, right? On the, uh, on the screen? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. All right, what's the next question? How do you create a healthy environment for growth within a firm that you're building? I've learned that I make the best decisions right after my meditation and yoga, i.e. the next two hours post-meditation, I'm at the best space mentally to make decisions. How do I extend that to the rest of my day? Okay. Can, you, can you minimize that to one sentence? Yes. How do you create a healthy environment for growth within a firm that you're building post-personal development? So post-meditation, post... Post, Hold um, up, what's a firm? Out. You mean a business? Within a business. Okay, yeah. okay. Is this like they're running a law firm? Just the, just the word that they yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, okay. So how do you... Okay, say it one more time. I just want to hear this properly. How do you create a healthy environment for okay. growth within a firm that you're building? Because I've learned that I make the best decisions right after by meditation or yoga. Yeah. So how do I extend that to the rest of my day? That's from Saad. Okay, hey, Saad from India. What's up, brother? Um, thanks for asking the question, man. So the real question here is he's asking, how do you create uh, an environment for that's healthy for the team and themselves? Yeah. Basically, he feels best after, after meditation or yoga. So did you answer your own question in the, in the, in the question? You should come on the show. <laughs> that's like me saying like, so um, which color is better to, to go with, blue or yellow? Because I feel like yellow is really good. Well, if you ask a question like that. I'm just going to say yellow is really good then. Um, well, yeah. Okay. So here's my thing. If you're asking, okay. If you're, by the way, Saad, huge tip, man. You're a brilliant entrepreneur. Huge, huge tip I'll give you right now. I don't give tips. Sorry. Huge uh, perspective to think about. Okay. You got to get really good at getting your point across in as few words as possible. If you cannot master that one skill, I'm speaking to Instagram, by the way, YouTube, sorry, and Facebook. Hold on. I'm speaking to Saad in India. If you can't master how to get your point across in few words, you're going to have a very hard time influencing people on a mass scale, okay? Because the more thousands and thousands of people you're going to reach, the less they're going to understand your thinking. Um, and the less words you use is more effective because it's simpler. Like, try to explain it to a fifth grader. If they get it, it's a good way to explain it. Um, and this is a huge thing I want you to learn because uh, you've asked multiple questions on the show now. Every time you ask a question, I notice you make a very long-winded question. Um, the problem with this is if you have long-winded questions, it means your thinking about it is overcomplicated. So as you're thinking about the question and the answer you want to get, you're overcomplicating it in your own mind. So your mind goes all over the place. It jumbles up. And when you're a businessman... Um, and when you're with yourself, like in discipline and creating, uh, you know, the life you want, you got to be a lot more clear. Um, by very nature, your question, if it's longer than one or two, like one sentence, essentially, one sentence with like maybe an extra sentence to create context, your your mind is unclear about what you're even asking. Okay, so um, huge thing. And if it applies, then great. If it doesn't, then, you know, forgive me. I'm just giving a perspective on this because if I have to hear the question more than once, that means you're own thinking about it when you wrote the question out. It's super complicated. If you can simplify even asking the question the way it's asked, that will be a breakthrough in and of itself for you. So I'm going to try to simplify this and say, you're asking, how do I create an environment that's healthy for my team and myself and my business um, post 
something good. Yeah. So how do I keep? Basically, he says like it's good for the first here's two hours. Oh, I see. Okay. How do you maintain an inspiring environment for your team? Oh, that's good. That's a good question. Uh, sorry, I'm a I'm a clown sometimes. Okay, so there's only one way, bro. You got to beat yourself. You got to be the environment you want to create for others yourself first. And then it takes patience. You cannot force a person to change, nor can you tell them how to be. You have to inspire them. And the greatest way to inspire is... The greatest way to inspire is to be an example of it and then let others feel the, the safety around you to emulate what you're doing. I'll give you a tiny example, okay? Um, so this is like a direct example. So I live with my brother, right? My brother lives at home with us. And um, I, I work out every day. And so he's super busy. He runs a business. You know, his life is busy. So he doesn't get a chance to work out. But he always wants to work out, okay? He just never finds the time. And then like most of us, he gets into the habit of, you know, making the reasons why he can't work out. So I'm like, how do I inspire my brother to start exercising? Even though like if he doesn't, it doesn't change anything. I'm still really close to him. We're still good. But I do want him to work out. I want him to like feel good about himself. So I, want, I want him to build his body and to get healthy. Like I, I would love that. Every one of us would want our loved ones to do good. But look at this. Okay, Saad, I'm going to answer your question in a very interesting way because we're talking about creating environments that inspire people, especially in leadership, is important. So I, I thought to myself, if I go home and I tell him to come work out with me, he'll find reasons why he can't because that's the habit he's in, right? He's like, ah, da 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 right? Now I'm like, if I go and make him feel like crap and say, you got to work out because blah, 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 he's also not going to, by the way, that does not work. If you're trying to do that in relationships, trying to tell people what to do, um, why don't you just rewind back to when you were a kid and remember how you felt when your parents just ordered you around, okay? Then that feeling will come in your stomach like, yeah, I hated that. Why do I try it with other people? It doesn't work. And if it did work, then that's just that just means your parents like ruined your confidence. Because uh, you submitted, um, if you have any natural tendency in yourself, um, you would have defended because you, no human being likes being ordered around like they're a, you know like, you know like they're a peasant. You know it's not it's not dignifying. So, so don't do that. So I thought I thought to myself, I'm like, how do I get my brother to start working out? So watch this. This is the same kind of thinking I have when I'm trying to get my team to start doing something, or when I want to get myself to start doing something. Okay. So I said, look, if I work out every night. Okay, if I work and I work out every morning and every night, almost every morning, every night, I have like break days. But if I work out, I work out in the morning and then I work out at night. Okay, so he sees me at night when I work out in my room. Now, when I'm exercising in my room, I leave my door open. Okay, I leave my door open and I'm exercising. Now, I'm not loud, I'm not one of those guys, but like I can't control, like if I'm lifting something, I'm like, you know, I'm breathing, you know, he can hear it. He also leaves his door open and he's usually playing like, uh, like uh, a video game, right? It's a really cool video game, right? So in the middle of my breaks, when I'm breaking between a set, I'll just walk out of my room. I'll walk into his room and I'll stand there for my break. For my like one and a half minute break before the next set, I'll stand there and I'll look at him. I'm like, having fun. He'll be like, yeah, like great. Man. And I walk back into my room. And then I work out, work out, work out, work out, come back into his room. And he keeps, and I could see him. He's sitting there playing the video game. He looks at my body. And I'm like shirtless because I'm working. It's in my house, right? Like whatever. And uh, he seen me go from like super skinny, like I used to be interacted years ago to like, I was like fat last year. And when I mean fat, like I was like, I was 20, 25 pounds overweight. Easily like, love handles. My, like everything was just like out of place. I was skinny fat too. If you guys, if you guys are like, uh, any guys watching understand skinny fat, like you don't look fat over your, t your t-shirt or your shirt, but you know, when you take it off, like he just looks like you've been eating Krispy Kreme donuts for three months straight. Like that's what I look like. Okay. And that's because I ate a lot. And because I worked so much, I didn't sleep. Like it was a stupid habit I had last year. So he seen me go through that. And then now my, my body's in physical shape that it's best it's ever been. And he sees that. So it's inspiring. He even commented, he's like, man, your, your body's really changing. You should take before and after pictures. I'm like, I've been taking before pictures since three years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> you got that. You got that. Who got that? Who got that, by the way? Oh, my God. I've been thinking before pictures since a long time ago. Trying to get the after picture going. No. <laughs> point to the fire. Point to the fire. So good. That's crazy. Whoa. 
Oh, too many people stuck in that before. Can't get the after picture going, eh? That's a that's a hilarious joke. I didn't even know I walked into that one. So I, I've been taking before pictures for a long time, right? My first time to get after pictures to actually look like I did something. So so, anyways, he he looks at me and he's like, you know, it's like good job, man. Like you know, you're doing good. Keep going. And what I'm doing is I'm by environment indirectly influencing his mind to desire what I'm doing. Okay. So what I do, and I couple this with something, check this out. You guys are like, yeah, but Armin, you know, everyone in my family sucks and I'm great and blah, blah, blah. Maybe your mind thinks this way. You're like, it doesn't work. Well, there's one thing you're missing. So as I do this and I inspire him as he sees what he's doing and he sees what I'm doing and he like, I know he compares it. I know like he's sitting there, like he feels like crap because he wants to do it, but I never tell him he's doing anything bad because the moment you make a person feel like they're doing something terrible, it makes them feel bad. It uninspires them. So what I do is I combine that Son, pay very close attention to this. If you can create this for your team, your team will grow very quickly, okay? This is kind of secretly like what I've done with Upton, Jay, Lauren, Isaiah, Imad. Like, I do this. They, whether they notice or not, I do it because that's what I learned from Thinking Grow Rich. So every now and then randomly, okay, I'll leave a suggestion that elevates my brother and I, and I plant the desire of him working out in the suggestion. I'll give you an example. Now, if he's watching this, he's going to laugh because, and he usually does on Instagram. But if you're watching this, he'll, he'll know now what I'm doing because um, he thinks I'm doing nothing. Like, because you can't tell. That's how, that's how like effective this is. You can't even tell I'm influencing you. Um, but it's the right way to do it because it's gentle, it's dignifying, and it's inspiring. Okay. So what I do is every now and then, maybe every other day or even once a week, like it doesn't really matter. It's not a habit, like a set time, but every now and then when I get the chance and he sees me and I see him or we're just in the middle of a conversation, I'll say something super random. He doesn't, he doesn't expect that makes him feel good about himself and then makes him want to do better for himself. So I'll come up and I'll say something like this, like, uh, I'll be in the middle of a workout or something and I'll walk up and I'll say, uh, hey bro, I just remember like, damn, like 10 years ago, I remember when he used to work out every day because he sees me working out. So it makes sense, right? He goes, yeah, man. Yeah. I used to work out all the time. And I'm like, man. And I just wait there. I go, man, you used to look so Like you look so good when you were fit. Like you, your face like looks really good on a fit body. Um, yeah, man, you look like you look really great when you're in shape. And then I walk away. That's it. That's literally it. That's it. I just walk away. And he goes, and here's the thing. Here's why this works so well. One, he does not expect it. Two, it's so random and odd. Like his brain will, it'll be hard to forget that just happened. Because it's like, what the hell? Like he'll be so confused and like, why did he just, but he won't like know how to question it. But he'll also remember what I said because now his brain is like confused. So it's remembering what was said in the moment, which is in the planted suggestion, which was, you look so great when you're in shape. Now, I also know he likes like aesthetic, like he has drives a nice car, he wears, he has good style with fashion. So I know this stuff. So I know I'm, I'm also hitting like what he likes. If he was like an intelligent person, like if he was like, a, I like intelligent, uh, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like if his, if his primary motive is to be smart, not good, like not looking good, I would have came and said, man, you look, you look like you, you sounded really smart back in the day when you read books. I, my point is I adapted to him. Then what happens and look, this guy's guys, this actually works days later. I'm working out. He comes home. He opens my door and he sees I'm working on my shoulders. Okay. And he comes in and he's like, yo, you're working shoulders. I'm like, yeah, listen, this is days after what, what I just said. Right. I go, yeah, man. And he goes, uh, and as I'm working out, like I'm doing, I don't know, shoulder press. He goes, uh, bro, make sure your elbows are in. He starts coaching me on this. I'm like, and what is my, my ego's totally out of the picture. I'm like, yeah, it's my brother. He's telling me how to work out, whatever, let's do it. And I'm like, yo, sorry. Can you spot me? Say, I pulled him in indirectly. He's now spotting me. I'm like, here, you try. Look how indirect. Guys, the whole time he thinks this is all his doing. I'm not doing anything. He doesn't know. I just gently brought him into the wave. And he sits down. He starts doing a shoulder press workout. And he showed me all those workouts he used to do. And he remembers all of it, eh? He does a whole circuit workout. He finished a shoulder workout with me. Let me explain something to you. He has not exercised for years. Not a small amount of years, long amount of years. It's his first time exercising. How did I do it? How did I do it? Where I didn't force him, tell him, make him feel like crap, make him motivate him through pain, motivation. What? What did I do? Gentle suggestions to his mind and I became an example. So I created an environment. Entrepreneurs, listen to me. If you're a leader and you have a team following you, 
If you're a network marketing, you have a downline. Listen to me. You create an environment yourself that makes it easy to do the right things that you want them to do. You make it easy. Like you leave, it makes it easy to build the habit. I have, I have the stuff I work out with in my room. It's right next to him. I'm always working now, so it's predictable. It's easy for him to just easily fall into a workout because I'm always there. I first become the environment I want to influence others with first. Then I make it easy, and then I plant gentle suggestions randomly in the mind. Eventually, here is the brilliance of this method. When he starts working out again, and he's already started in a sense, and he's already desiring it more, he's like naturally wanting to, which is the strongest form of desire, which is called inspiration, not motivation. Motivation is pushing. Inspiration is pulling. The moment he starts working out, he won't ever, ever think that it's because I said something or did something. He'll genuinely feel like it's because he wanted to and it's his choice. That's when a person really now sticks to what they do because they want to. They feel like they own the decision. The problem with all the leaders, the parents, anyone in this world trying to get other people to do something is that they are making the other person feel like I'm making you do it. I don't. I'm making it feel like you're doing it. What are you talking about? Oh, that's great. You're so smart for thinking about this. That is the key. So, Saw, to ask you, answer your question, how do you create an environment that's inspiring, that's healthy for your team, for yourself? How do you create an environment? How do you create any environment and a story? Is that, that was the answer. You become the environment yourself, and then you plant subtle suggestions randomly in the people in the environment's mind to make them feel like they want to do it as well. But the key starts with you as the leader. You must always be predictably doing that thing. Don't be a hypocrite and try to get other people to do something you're not doing. And that is my realest answer to you. Um, Upton, can you quickly uh, plug this into the charge? Yeah, awesome. Okay, that was a great question, eh? Two, first of all, two great questions already. I'm, these are great, amazing questions. I'm having a great time. You guys having fun, by the way? If you're on Instagram right now, say hey. Put some emojis. I got some cry faces. I got some shakes and hands. What's up, everybody on Instagram? Say hey. If you have questions right now, comment them right now into the question section or the comments. Is there any questions? Okay, no, that's not how that works. Awesome. On Facebook, if you're watching right now, love you so much. Drop some comments. Um, <laughs> um, Jessica says your laughter is contagious. Great. I'm happy you're laughing with you. Lilia says this is great. Awesome. Welcome to everyone on the show. Um, if you're on Facebook right now, do me a favor. Um, share this video, okay? Right now, share challenge. I want you to click that share button, share this video so more people can get this message and hopefully can make them more clear in their business, in their life. If you're on Instagram, try to share this with someone, send it to someone, be like, yo, hop on, you gotta watch this. We're going into 1 p.m. right now. And if you're on YouTube, click that subscribe button if you like what you hear and I'll get you more content for free, absolutely free to help you with your business and in your life. And also lastly, obviously, fire. Um, this has been fire. So far, we have a lot of fire shots. I can already feel, I can imagine the Isaiah's like videos coming out of this and I can see the post from from Lauren. Shout out to the team watching from home, Imad, Isaiah, Lauren, um, you know, because we're still going at this and uh, you guys are all virtually working. I'm so proud of you guys, honestly. Genuinely, you guys are awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better team. Honestly, I just, let me take a moment. It's a fake cry, but it was really good, eh? It's, but, I'm not, but I'm actually feeling it, I was kidding. Um, I'm not kidding about the cry. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding about the cry, but I'm not kidding about the Jetty Wood appreciation. So let me let me take this moment for the team watching. Obviously, up to the Lord, uh, up to the Lord, up to the Jay. You're here right now, um, huh? I know, I know. Don't worry. Yeah, sure. Um, up to the Jay here right now. Lauren, Imad, Isaiah, you watching from home? Daniel, my man, Daniel. Uh, we've been talking a lot recently. Love you too, bro. Everyone watching from home right now. That's in the team. Um, I appreciate you guys. Genuinely. Honestly, you guys are awesome. I would not be able to do this without you guys. Um, and one day when I'm ready for it, maybe I'll create a course on, I don't know, how to create like the greatest Avengers team in a business ever because you guys are like the greatest superheroes I've ever met. Um, genuinely, every single one of you are always pushing the envelope, going to the next level, asking more questions, going the extra mile, improving your work. Um, all of you have your own natural desires in life. And uh, it's, it's beautiful to watch. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, there used to be this young entrepreneur named Armin. And he was alone. And he was alone with his desires and his ambitions. And he was sitting in a cubicle office, like literally probably like 100, like 50 feet by 50 feet. It was a closet. And, um, and I was alone. 
All I had was a vision of building a business. All I had was that. I saw myself on a stage with a room full of people as I helped them change their lives. But in that picture as well, I saw a team. A team that was harmonious, seamless, effortless, high achievers, beautiful people, great personalities, just genuinely good people. I just had no idea how to find them. Little did I know, you can't find people like that. They find you. You just got to work on yourself. Become a person that people want to work for and want to work with. So I'm genuinely grateful. I'm proud of myself, but beyond my own pride, I'm more happy that I got to be this person long enough and persist through all the crap I went through so that I can develop a character that could be a positive benefit to people's lives that work with me. And so I'm really happy. I'm really happy that I get to be in your guys' lives. Even though you guys probably all feel like, oh, I'm so happy I get to be here and work with this team and do this stuff. I know every single one of you um, watching, um, by the way, everyone watching right now on the sidelines, you're totally watching like a personal gratitude message to my team. So just for the leaders watching, learn something. <laughs> for the audience watching, this is like the notebook, but for entrepreneurs. Um, but I want to I want to just finish this because I think it's important. I'm just having a bliss attack. I'm having a bliss attack. Like I was sitting here like I was so I feel so blissful, but it's like whoo, just hitting me. Like I, I just want to I genuinely want to say this. You guys, I know you guys express it a lot of how like happy you are and grateful that you get to do this with the team and you know do what you're doing here. But I don't think you guys understand how how grateful I am for you. As a team, but also individually, every single one of you have your own individual qualities that are so vital, so critical, so beautiful. And it's so necessary. Like without you, it wouldn't be the same. And every single one of you are like that for me. It's truly a privilege for me to be able to work with you guys. Honestly. Honestly. Here's my favorite. And here's the truest thing I get. Jay, don't cry. Actually, no, you can cry. Totally. This is the right time for it. Uh, you should put a cry emoji there for like that was beautiful. There should be a beautiful sign there. And I say this from like seriously from my heart. I say this to you. Every single one of you have the capacity to go out and be a, a rock star on your own. There's no reason why any of you need to be in a team working for someone or with someone. Really, honestly, I genuinely feel that about every single one of you. Every single one of you could go out and be you know, your old version of this, whatever this is. So that's why it's genuinely my privilege that you decided to be in, in my journey with me to make my vision, my goals, my purpose, your vision, your goals, and your purpose. It, it touches my heart because like I said, for everyone watching, you can't find people like this. You can't find great people. They find you. They find you. So... You don't have to be here. That's why I know you want to be here. So I love you guys a lot. That last that last couple lines is actually beautiful. I could cry myself right now. I need tissues. Do we have we don't have tissues on the set? No. Well then again, we don't expect to cry on the set. That's why. Anyways, um, yeah, so thank you. Honestly, thank you. And you know, you don't know the value of a team until you need them. Until you need them and you can't follow through and they take care of you. And you didn't think that they could or didn't expect it and they take care of you. And it's in times like with a pandemic hitting, my team is not only not stopped, they've sped up. And I'll tell you, I promise you guys this, it's not because I'm like the greatest leader ever. I don't think that at all. Like I, I think I'm a good person, but it's because every single person in this team, they have their own natural desire to want to do great and be great. Whether I was a factor in that or not, I don't know. But if I was, then I'm happy. But everyone individually has earned their own respect, at least from me. So, yeah, I'm proud of you guys. You guys are great. You know, maybe one day every single one of you guys are replaced with, like, someone that's, like, that just wants to, like, be the B player or whatever. And you guys all go build companies. If that happens, like, I'll, sh I'll just be grateful I knew you. You know, invite me to your, your stuff. And I'll come watching the sidelines. I'll cheer you on. Yeah, Jay! <laughs> Jay's going to be Oprah in the future. She, Oprah's going to be like Jay in the future. That's what's going to happen, okay? Whew, all right. Sentimental stuff. Good to go. Oh, my gosh. You ready for the next question? Or? I'm with the feels. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. It just hit me. I need to say it. Okay. I need to say it. You know what? You know what it is. You know when you get to appreciate good stuff. Yeah. With patience. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning, you're in a rush and things are like just going, 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 and you're go, 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 go. So you don't take a moment to stay present. But we're 16 weeks in, guys. It's just 16 episodes. We're four months into this show. And this show is just what I'm talking about. There's a lot more stuff we've been through. But now it's like hitting me. We, we're still at this. We're still here. We're still going. We're still going. Nothing's stopping us. We're all like doing this. So I'm just like, because it's like, it's repetitive habit now at this point. Now you stop and you go, damn. We really did it. Like, this is a momentum now. We can't stop it. It's only going to grow. We're too big to fail, in my mind. Ooh. Yeah. Line drop. All right, next question. Let's do it. I am a single parent, and my goal is to become an entrepreneur. I have so many ideas on what I would like to do. I want to be able to leave my full-time job, but it's scary. What are the best ways of properly building your goals for success? That question is from Chantel. Chantel, what's up? Thanks for asking the question, Chant. I shorten names. Yeah, that's the thing I do. Um, for everyone on, by the way, Instagram, Facebook, what's up? YouTube. So the question is, you're a single mom and uh, your goal is to become an entrepreneur. Um, my first question back to you would be this, Chantel. Um, you need to define what entrepreneur means, right? So there's obviously a picture or an idea you have in your mind, right? You're like, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. So let me tell you my definition of entrepreneurship. But also you got to define yours because when you're saying you want to become an entrepreneur and you're not right now, the definition you have of what entrepreneur is, is going to determine the way you do it. I'm going to say that again. The definition you have of what an entrepreneur is to become one is going to determine the way you do it. So if you're in a job and entrepreneur means to you to build uh, like a business that's totally passive online or whatever, you might work part time on your online thing while you're in the business. If you're... Um, while you're in your job, sorry. If you're in a job and your definition of entrepreneur is to run a very big team or company one day, you're going to like probably leave that job and run straight into starting a company from scratch, not building a side hustle. So there's a different definition of entrepreneur. That's like becoming a leader. Um, you know, if your definition of entrepreneurship for you is to just make more money, you might just find uh, different ways to make streams of income while you're in your job and or leave your job to go into investing or whatever. So my point is, make sure you define entrepreneur so that you know what you're looking to create. If you don't know a great definition of entrepreneur, if you don't have your own clear definition of entrepreneur, you will run in circles not knowing if you ever got there. So make sure you know clearly what you want. It all starts with this again, the goal. What is clearly, what does become an entrepreneur mean? Now, I'm going to assume your def my definition of entrepreneurship is what you t are talking about. My definition of entrepreneurship is somebody who not only takes many risks, okay, you got to love risk. I'm telling you that 100% right now, starting with the risk of losing income. <laughs> like there is long time in my business where I didn't make any money. I did a lot of free work. You don't have a boss as an entrepreneur. You are your own boss, right? So if I don't get paid, if I can't pay bills, who am I going to talk to about getting a bailout? Nobody. That's, that's the answer. So you got to be totally fine with not making money for a little while because you got to build something that actually works and that makes sense and that's integral and that you love and good things that get built take a long time. Good things. So, you know, you don't have to cut your income off. I'm an avid believer in taking that risk. Um, it's obviously not the most practical. It's not the most intelligent. Gary Vee will probably, if we were on a Gary Vee with T or whatever he does, you know, and I, and I brought this up, uh, we probably would debate about this. And, you know, because um, I don't agree with the whole... Um, here's the thing, what Gary teaches, and I love, by the way, I love Gary's content. What the, the idea of side hustle, okay, is, is good for somebody who, no, it's not good for anyone. I'm sorry. I can't do it. No, it's not good for anybody. I'm trying to like justify it. I'm not going to justify it. Side anything does not make any sense. Okay. That's like, okay, Shanta, I'm going to give you an analogy. You'll never forget. It'll help you learn how to become an entrepreneur mentally first before you become one physically. Are you ready? Here's how it works. When you start a business or a venture as an entrepreneur, look at the business or venture like a marriage. When you put a ring on it and you're in marriage now, what do you promise? You have vows, right? So go sit down and write vows to yourself in this business as an entrepreneur. I'll always be there through thick and thin, through sickness and health, you know, until death. Treat a business like this, your purpose of being an entrepreneur like this. Why? 
Because if you don't, you're just dating. You're flirting. You're not married to the dream. If you're flirting or dating, God knows, and everyone watching who knows the difference between marriage and dating or a serious relationship and one that's just like you're trying to get a one-night stand, you have a very different lifestyle depending on your goal there. If you're trying to become fulfilled and become someone and grow with someone else, you got to get married. Like you got to, like I'm just talking about figuratively speaking, you got to be with them and commit. If you're not looking, you're looking to dabble and have some fun. Like you're like, oh, I just want to flirt with the idea of side hustles. You know, I just want to build a business and be an entrepreneur on the side. If that's what your goal is, you're at best going to have fun experiences with different people or different ideas. Here's my analogy to you. When you're deciding to do something and build something as an entrepreneur, marry it. Don't flirt. Don't date it. Don't see it. Don't try to figure it out. Just marry it. Commit. Be like, I'm going to do this thing. And only when you're fully all in, will you actually dig deep and bring out the fullest potential of yourself. Like your faith, your confidence, your ideas. Because you've shown the universe, God, life, whatever you call it. You've shown this this entity, this energy in yourself. I'm serious. Now what happens in a marriage when you look at your partner and you say, I'm serious about being with you. They get lit up and they give you everything they got, right? What happens if you're in a marriage on the wedding day, you come up and go, look, I love you so much. But look, I still got this girlfriend I'm still seeing or this boyfriend. That's like your job, right? Still got this person I'm seeing and like, you know, just in case it doesn't work out with us, I want to still be with them. What do you think they'll say to you? Problem is, you guys do not see your own purpose, your own goals, your own business or yourself like that. And you think it's okay. You say, but Armin, what does relationships have to do with business? Everything. Everything. Tell me one example where a relationship with another human being is not the equivalent of a relationship with you in a business. You can't find one. I hired a business coach for a business coach for thousand dollars an hour. Okay, this guy's really good at what he does. And on my first call with him, you know what he asked me? What's your personal life like? I'm like, what does that have to do with my business? He goes everything. He goes, your personal life is going to reflect in your business. If your personal life is in shambles, you will show up like that in your business. Your business will be in shambles. I said, damn. You know the first three four sessions I have with them, I pay three to four thousand dollars. Just to talk about my personal life. I got a life coach before I got a business coach. You know what? He straightened my life out with me. The moment I straightened my life out, let me tell you something about my business. Oh my goodness, did it grow so quickly. So none of this BS where you guys think like, oh, I could just be terrible in my personal life with my relationships, with my body, with my health, with my mind, with my this, my that, but I'll have a thriving business and make millions. Yeah, I don't think so. And with all due respect to Gary, with all due respect, I, I, I've yet to see, like he's coaching people on how to do side things. And when I see people getting on his tea with Gary Vee and all this stuff, like I watch sometimes, I just still see the person's lost. Like they might have a tiny little breakthrough because of what he said to do something. He gives them ideas, but he doesn't set them, like at least from my experience of what I've watched, he doesn't set them on the right track to ultimately build a life out of it. So that same kid who gets on and starts like flipping cards or something to make 200 bucks a week, has missed the entire point of being an entrepreneur. Missed the entire point. Entrepreneurship is a way of living. It means you completely switch from I'm now dependent on something else to take care of me to I am fully independent on me taking care of myself. And I'm going to take care of myself and the people I love strictly from my ideas, my work ethic, my effort, my persistence, and myself. That is what being an entrepreneur is. You're willing to take risks and swallow it. You're willing to make decisions and be wrong. You're willing to build a business and go through tons of different bad experiences like um, issues with money, issues with people, issues with products, issues with yourself and family. You're going to deal with the issues that comes with not being able to have a personal life as much in the beginning because you're going to be obsessed. That's real entrepreneurship. That's real entrepreneurship. When you're obsessed with a goal you have and you're working towards it, that's real entrepreneur because their life is now committed to that. They're married to that living. If you're dating or flirting with the idea of being a single mom with a job and let me go try some things out. Like I said, try to get married and tell the person you still got a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It just doesn't make sense. And I don't care if you say like, but we're all polygamous, you know? Oh, you know, we're open relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Let me see how that works out. Like, I would love to see one open relationship that lasts until they die. 
I don't. I, I only see relationships that are monogamous that last until they die. I haven't seen a polygamous one yet. I haven't. Someone shared me a link. I would love to read about it. But I haven't. But to answer your question, from making that point with you, there is no easy way to do what you're asking to do. I think you need to let go of the idea of finding the easiest way or the smartest way. You're trying to avoid the pain of that scary feeling when you decide to just do something and it could cost you something. You're trying to avoid that feeling of, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to decide to do this thing and now I have a job, but I'm a single mom. I have a kid. I got to take care of it. You're trying to avoid that pain. It, it comes with risk. I'm not a mother, nor am I a father. I cannot know what you feel like. So let me tell you this. I can't know what you feel like. So I'm going to be obviously, um, I'm going to be stupid enough to pretend like I know what you feel like. I don't. But I'll tell you this. I know you as a human being, what your potential is. Because all of us have the same one. You will be taken care of and you will take care of yourself. You'll figure it out if you put yourself on the line. But then it makes a great story. If you're unwilling to do that, maybe you'll get there slowly. But definitely not like the stories you hear from people who literally hit rock bottom and then figure it out. I know tons of single moms that were couldn't even pay, like they had food stamps, like they couldn't pay like to buy food to take care of their family. And they're multimillionaires now. And you know what their stories are like? That they hit rock bottom and they didn't know what to do and they hit like the last line and then it all worked out. So my greatest like perspective to you would be this. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Your question's intelligent. But it's masked with fear. The fear of the worry of what if this happens and I have a kid? And I get that. But that's no different than anyone else. If they don't have a kid or have a kid, regardless, like what if this happens if I blah? So yours is a kid. Someone else might be like, if I can't take care of my mom, if I can't take care of this. It doesn't change the situation. You have to just make up your mind and jump. And when you ask, when you try to do a side thing with your thing that you don't want to do, what you're doing is you're robbing yourself of a very valuable skill and a muscle that you can build. And you know what that is? Faith. Not religious faith. Faith in yourself, more spiritual. Faith in the sense that you will figure it out and it's all going to work out. That's faith. It's like trusting in something in yourself and in the universe God. I call it God. That, that, that skill called faith, that like it's not a skill, that, that, um, that innate thing in you called faith that you develop is necessary to be successful as an entrepreneur regardless. So you can't skip that part. Let's say you're like, I'm gonna have all that, I'm ready to go. Okay, very simple, I'm gonna tell you in like a couple sentences. Make a list of things you're really good at that you also know you can help other people's with, okay? You're really good at and you like it and, and you also know. And then literally mark off everything like down to the last thing you can build a business around where you love to do it, you're good at it and you can help other people with it. And then start by offering free services to everyone around you and your family and your friends, whatever, in that particular expertise, that topic, and help them with that. Okay? Start building experience in it. You could do this for free. And by the way, while you still have your job, because this is not the flip yet. You're just testing the ground with your what business you're going to build. Um, but the moment your business starts kicking off, side hustle things just don't, I don't believe in it. So eventually you're, you're missing the point. you got to be determined, commit to it, and just do it full time. Um, but yeah, number one thing I'll tell you is make a list of things you're really good at. And start offering free services, like free things for people in that in that area to start getting people coming in and then getting them to give you feedback so that you can start with that. And um, and then the second thing is this. Go hire someone that has already done what you've done to help you. If, like I can give you a list of series of steps that you got to do on your own, but I'm just going to be straight with you. Uh, go hire an expert. Like literally go get someone that has done it. Pay them a lot of money because that's what they probably charge if they've done it. If they have results, they're going to charge a lot of money. Let's just get this straight. Okay. Because they're going to get you results. And hire them. They will literally take you there. I spend $1,000 an hour on a coach. And guess what? The things he taught me in minutes on a call, I could never learn on my own. Because he has 15 years of experience on me. And he's built a multi-million dollar company. So I pay for it. You go, I don't have $1,000. Find out what your $1,000 in your life is and give it to that person. I'm not saying it's always just money. Figure it out. Go get someone's help that's done it and start working on it. Get that guidance. That is the fastest way to achieve your goal, to find someone who achieved it and can help you do it too. So this is the end of our show. 15 seconds left on Instagram. Love you guys so much. I'm Armin Shafi. I'm your host of the Clear Talk Show. 
every single Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time you get on. Go to askarmin.com to get your questions answered, and I'll see you next time on the show. Love you so much. See you later, Instagram. I got to go now. Um, just say bye to Instagram. We're still live on Facebook. Let me just share this here. Okay, awesome. And on YouTube, if you love what you heard today, click that subscribe button. Love you so much. On Facebook, share this video. And on the next show, I'm gonna figure out how we can give away something to someone, a random selected person that shared the video as well. Love you guys so much. And I'm so excited to see you again next week at 12 p.m. Eastern time on Monday on my Facebook or my Instagram or on YouTube. You can get the recorded videos. If you guys want to check out the podcast, you can also check out the podcast for Clear Talk. And if you want as well, you can go to YouTube and check out the whole playlist of all the 16 episodes we have up until now. Love you so much. And uh, go on and make the rest of your week the best of your week. Yeah.